What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, Flag on the Play, and I'm back with another episode. I know it's been a minute, but hey, better late than never, right? So, gonna get right into it on this episode here. Um, we're gonna be diving in a little bit more with the draft, kind of a mock draft. Um, I guess, well, not necessarily a mock draft, but I'm gonna dive in more with where we picking at. And when I say we, as you guys know, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, but like I said, all fans are welcome to the show. Make sure y'all support. By the way, y'all can support my YouTube channel as well. Flag on the play. It's all spelled together. Flag on the play. It's on YouTube. Also follow on Instagram as well. Flag on the play 10. Flag on the play 10. If you want to follow my personal social media, is on Twitter is I underscore am Jamel. Again, that's I underscore am Jamel on Twitter. My personal Instagram is the same thing. I underscore am Jamel. Make sure y'all go do that. I, you know, a lot of I got a lot I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build my brand. You know, I got merch. I'm trying to as well. Make sure y'all go support that too. But back to the topic at hand. So, you know, based off what the Atlanta Falcons did in free agency, um, you know, this free agency, we're a little, we're a lot more aggressive than we have been in years past. I feel like you know this is make or break. So I feel like we are pushing all our chips in the middle, and we're going for it. You know, usually we aren't this aggressive. We wait like day three, day four before we really make a move. We don't really, we don't usually go after the upper echelon guys on day one. Why? I don't know. But hey, can't penny, can't go through penny pension. You know, especially when you're trying to win now. You have to be, sometimes you got to be a little bit more aggressive. And I felt like that's exactly what we did. I like the fact that we didn't overplay for second-tier players. I felt like that's something that we did in the past a little bit too much of. We overpaid for a lot of second-tier play- players, like your Brooks Reed and when Mike Smith was here, John Asamoah, Tyson Jackson, and those guys. Those guys we gave a lot of money to, and those were, like I said, second-tier players. You know? So... I like the fact that we a little bit more aggressive on the right players. We didn't overspend. I felt like we gave out the right amount of contracts. Uh, we gave out the right amount of money, as I should, as I should say. Uh, Dante Fowler, three years, $48 million, which essentially is a two-year deal because if you don't work out that second year, if it doesn't work out this year, doesn't work out next year, then you can move on from them, and then that third year won't cost you as much. The dead money won't be as much. So, believe Rich McKay when he said we wasn't in cap hell. Say what you want about Thomas Dimitrov, but the man is a salary cap wizard. You know, I don't know how he do it, but every year he seems to do it. 
So kudos to Tom Dimitrov for getting this deal done. Um, the good thing about all these people that we signed, they all are low risk, high reward. Signing Tyreek Early to a one year, five million, low risk, high reward. If it don't work, not gonna cost you much. If it do work, you can resign them long term to a two, three year deal maybe. Hey, like I said, kudos to uh, Thomas Dimitrov for being more aggressive, but not overpaying on none of these players. Um, oh, back to the draft. Uh, we picking 16. The guy who I want the most. And we got to do whatever we can to get him. Javon Kinlaw, please. Please, 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 pretty please. Do whatever you can to get Javon Kinlaw at 16. If he falls there. If he falls to 16, which I doubt it. I doubt he's going to fall all the way. Depending on how the draft falls, I doubt it. <coughs> Excuse me. But you never know, depending on how the draft. The draft is a crapshoot. It is a complete crapshoot. It's a gamble. You don't know who going to get what. You know who going to draft what, when, where. So if he falls to that 12 range, I'm running up there and I'm pulling the trade. I'm, I'm pulling, pulling the trigger. I am pulling the trigger on that trade. Please. And I heard a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, Tony, make sure y'all go support his uh, podcast as well. Talks with Tea Time. Go do that. There's talks with Tea Time. Please go support his channel. But he mentioned it on his podcast that um, could you imagine a D-line with Tack McKinley on one end Uh What's my guy's name? Uh, Dante Fowler on the other side. Grady Jarrett and Javon Killaw in the middle. You sure up that secondary? And man, that is a who you have a good front four right there. Now, I will say this. I feel like we should address the linebacker position. Because I like Foyer Alu Wakun, but or however you pronounce his name, Foyer. I just call him by his first name. But he's more of a uh, rotational guy. Not necessarily a guy you can have out there as your starter. So we got to address the linebacker position. Maybe third, fourth round. Somewhere in there. Go third round. Yeah, go third round. Fourth round maybe. Go linebacker. Because we did let Devondre walk. He went to Arizona. So, got to dread that outside linebacker spot. Um, got to do that. Being that this linebacker draft class is very thin. Um, so, you got to address it early. So, as you guys know, when it comes to the NFL draft, got to have your plan B. Got to have your plan B. When it comes to the draft, not always going to get the player that you want. So if the player that you want is not there and he's gone by then, trade back, get Yitor Moss out of Penn State. Get him out of Penn State. 
very good player. Very, very good player. A lot of people say Chase on. I'd be okay with that too. But Yitor Moss out of uh, Penn State, due to the baller, you take him. Trade back, take him. Now, second round, you know, go corner. We It's a lot of depth at corner. A lot of people say C.J. Henderson in the first, but nah, D-line is more important. You know, D-line is more important. So yeah, I go that route. Do what you can. Like, then third round, <laughs> maybe, I say maybe go linebacker. We got two fourth round picks. So, one of I think one of those picks we should go center for the simple fact that not because I don't think Alex Mack is declining by any means, no. But he's getting older in age, and he is coming up on the end of his contract. I think this is the last year of his contract. So draft your center, let him sit behind Alex Mack, and then you go from there. So that's on that. Um, for another one, the second, fourth round pick, just basically depth, depth along the D line or anywhere on depth on defense, you know, just so we can, just depth, defense, 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 and more defense. Maybe an offensive line, but again, left guard, maybe. Maybe left guard because James Carpenter and uh, Jamar Brown just not it. That experiment failed miserably, and no, that, that just no. So I say we draft, uh, draft a left guard, and see what happens. The one we have now just not cutting it. So yeah, fourth round, go center with one of your fourth round picks. Left uh, guard with another one of your picks to help show up their offensive line. Cause, like I said, Jamon, we've seen this past season that Jamon Brown and Chris, uh, like yeah, James Carpenter, just not it. That failed miserably. So, drafting this year, let them grow, and let them grow that way. Next year, our offensive line should be on the up and up. Because on the right side, we're we straight. Caleb McGrary, I think, came in, filled in nicely. Chris Lindstrom, before the injury, he looked awesome. He looked awesome. So now that he got a year under his belt, you know what I'm saying, of learning the NFL, I think he's going to do wonders. Same way with Caleb McGrary. Uh, I felt like he held his own, especially against Cam. Now, he got beat a few times, as expected. He's a rookie. What do you expect? I felt like he held his own, especially against uh, Cameron Jordan, who's one of the top. Despite how you may feel about him, yeah, you know, you talk a lot of trash, but he's one of the top defensive ends in the league. And I felt like Caleb Gurry held his own against him. So both of those guys are going to be great. Um... It's just that left guard position. Just got to get that fixed as much as we can. 
as much as we can. Now, moving on. Um, so, I am. I do wanna do wanna touch on, on the free agency a little bit more. Um, oh, oh, which brings me to my uh, next next topic. Now, I got asked a question earlier by a buddy of mine, right? By a buddy of mine. And I think it's a good question. Because at some point, we got to do it. But at what point do we start thinking about drafting Matt Ryan's replacement? Because at some point, Matt, Matt ain't getting no younger. He's getting up there. He's 34, 30, he's in his mid 30s. He's what, 34, 35. Got to do it at some point. Um, me personally, at some point, I say two years from now. Two years from now. Yeah, two years. You got to start doing it. I say two years from now. Got to draft Matt Ryan's replacement. Uh, because, you know, like I said, Matt, not getting no younger. It's a younger man's game now. Got to be able to get you a quarterback, groom him. Uh, Julio's not getting no younger. Uh, so at some point, you know, we got to start thinking about the future as far as quarterback. And you got to start thinking life after Matt Ryan and life after Julio. Albeit, we do have Calvin Ridley, but. You still need somebody to come in and fill that number two. So that's a difference. That's just a question I want to propose out there. At what point do you guys think we should start thinking for life after Matt Ryan? It's just a question. I say two years from now, minimum. Uh, yeah, at minimum two years. Because, you know, Matt is 35. And I don't see him playing until he's 41, 42. At least I don't want him to anyway. Don't wanna, I don't want him ruining his legacy, being in your late 30s, early 40s on some bad teams. So, at some point, got to start thinking about that. And Julio, too, like he's 30, 30 going on 31. You know, He's only gonna be able to play at this at a high level for so long. So yeah, just a thought out there. I know we got Calvin really, but yeah, just a food for thought out there. Just a just a thought. I want to put in y'all heads. Um, let me see here. Uh, next topic. Next topic. Um, I guess back on the draft. Um. I'm excited about the draft coming up. Um, like I said, we have our options are wide open as far as which way we want to go. Because um, we all know who's going where in the top five. You know, so. But after that, we don't, it's pretty much a crapshoot. So it's pretty much a crapshoot. It should be interesting. I will, I'll probably, yeah, matter of fact, I know I'm going to do that. 
on uh, YouTube, probably go do a live reaction. Yeah, I'm gonna do a live reaction, you know, for the draft. Gonna do that, that should be interesting. <laughs> By the way, like I said, go subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, help my channel grow, please. Get my podcast to listen to, help this grow as well. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. I will be doing a live reaction. Um, I'm not gonna hold you guys up any longer. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Hope you guys support it. Support my podcast. Help me grow. Again, YouTube, flag on the play. Go subscribe, like, do all of that. Support the merch as well. Uh, I do have flag on the play merch, hoodies, shirts, phone cases as well. Please support. I need you guys' help. I'm trying to help this go. Help, trying to help my brand grow. So please, you guys, go do that. Again, flag on the play. YouTube, go like, subscribe, share, hit that notification button. Um, and yeah, I am out. Holla.